Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. There's not much time left in this college football season, so hey, go bet it at my bookie. Use promo code GATERS on a deposit of $50 or more and you can receive up to $200 in cash instantly to your MyBookie account. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Gators Breakdown. Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. Oh, well, that certainly wasn't a dull game, and these Gators don't really find themselves in many dull, dull games. Hey, I am David Waters, host of Gators Breakdown. Thanks for joining me in this instant reaction episode as the Gators fall to Missouri 33-31. to And, oh, man, I, for me, it's a heartbreaker. <laughs> I mean, what did I say? A couple of weeks ago, um, I wouldn't feel any worse about this team after the Arkansas loss, but they're testing that one, aren't they? Oh. Man, just the, the way this one played out, it was so close. Florida had a chance to win. Florida had it. Had it at the end. Um, some key mistakes, some big mistakes. Uh, and all not too surprising, I guess, uh, for this defense when you put them in that situation. Uh, did not come through when Florida really absolutely needed them to. Played better this game. Gave Florida offenses chances in the first half. but ultimately. Failed when it mattered the most. It didn't matter what happened. The previous parts of the game, when the Gators took over on offense late, you had one drive, had to settle for a field goal. Then defense goes out there, gives up inexcusable fourth and 17, and ends up leading to a Missouri field goal that wins it with five seconds left on the clock. So, Heartbreaker for me, uh, like I said, this team is really testing. I think it can't make me feel any worse from a couple of weeks ago, but it was there. You know, Florida had the sixth win in their grasp, getting bowl eligible in their grasp, despite all the injuries, despite the penalties in the first half that really killed Florida, had the chance. All the stuff that went wrong in the first half and third quarter of this game, it didn't matter. You had your shot. You had a chance to win. You had it. We'll talk about how Florida got in that situation. Ways they could have won this game. Certainly could have won this game. But Missouri comes out on top here at the end. It's a dagger for me, man. I did, I, I thought they were going to come away with it. I, I, I did. But man, man, oh man. Yeah, I'll get into some comments. I'll, I'll leave with the comments before. Um, I'll pull up some stats and stuff too. I know uh, you guys... Um, 
thank you for joining me. Uh, it's midnight right here after this game. I know you guys are hurting just as much as I am. Uh, not to pass. Hey, there were some inexcusable parts of this game, uh, and we'll get into all that. But I'll leave with Bull Gators because I know he's a Gators Breakdown Plus member. Um, they're longtime listener as well. Gators played hard, number nine team on the road, took them to the last play. That's what it was. I mean, Florida, gritty team. Uh, they don't quit. May look like they quit certain plays here and there, but effort may not be there every time you want to see it. But, man, this, uh, don't, if they don't go out there and make a game of it, I mean, they, 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 gave, us <laughs> they, they gave us some hope on this one uh, and ends up falling there in the end. As I said, you know, all the injuries – of course, the most important one, Graham Mertz goes down. Billy Napier did say after the game it was a collarbone injury there for Graham Mertz. You're missing your quarterback. Your offensive line's beat up. Florida still goes on the road against the number nine team in the country and has a chance to win. In some ways, should have won this game. Missouri should have won this game in ways, too. That's how close this game was, especially when you look at the stats. Uh, we'll, we'll see that. But, man, this one hurt. Uh, let's get back up to the top here. Matthew Walker, since he was the first one in, Austin Armstrong needs to go. That coverage on fourth and 17 was horrible. Uh, coverage call on fourth and 17 was horrible. Yeah, uh, this Gator team does not play that um, defense all too often, and it showed. Still no excuse. It's fourth and 17. Um, you gave yourself a shot. But fourth and 17, and for that big of a hole to be there? For their best receiver, their number one receiver, the one guy you can absolutely not let catch that ball, all eyes should be on him. And Luther Burden gains 27, I believe, off the top of my head and gets the first down. And two plays, a couple passes later, and they're in easy field goal range, kick the game-winning field goal. Chris Sorley, long-time viewer here. Everyone predicted a loss. Let's not act surprised uh no i mean yeah i predicted a loss too but as i said you take the game in and of itself and it was there it was there i predicted a close game i predicted a closer game than most people did and i picked a, um, a touchdown game if i can go back to my notes here what was my final score like i thought florida would play tough i thought they would do good in certain areas on offense the passing game come along a bit but uh i had 37 27 so no, around the mark, just just a little bit. Uh, about a score off for both teams there. But I thought Florida would go play tough in the end. Look, there's no moral victories. Uh, Florida had a chance to win this game. Uh, but look, it didn't matter if I predicted a loss. It doesn't make me really feel any better with the way the game played out. It's, uh, it was a dagger. It was a dagger. Uh, let's see. Alexander Alza. Somehow it stings more when it was this close to stealing one. <laughs> there you go. Um, if I look at it today, this is ex exactly uh, how, it, how I feel there. Uh, this one stings. This, it was there. Oh, man, it was there. Uh, let's see. Jesse Irwin, embarrassing way to end the game. It, it was. Um, it, it was. You cannot. And not only after the fourth. I mean, not only the fourth and 17, but after that, it was just, just the easy completions. For Missouri, after that, they just marched right up and they just marched right down the field after that fourth and seventeen. Pressure wasn't there. Pressure wasn't there at all that last drive, or you know, once the fourth and seventeen got there. Oh man, Jeremy, my Florida Gators suck on defense. That is true. I got to give it to the Tigers. They played better than us. They did. 
They did. They said they had their chances. Florida had their chances. They make the plays. Jeremy Carpenter also says, we won't make a bowl game this year, boys and girls. Well, tap the brakes on that just a little bit. Jordan Travis for FSU goes down. Unfortunate injury there for the Seminoles. Um, nasty injury. I did not like see it. I hate seeing that. Uh, their rivalry aside, never want to see that. Jordan Travis goes down for Florida State. Hey, Graham Mertz goes down for Florida. We're looking at a backup. Rotomaker there for FSU. And then Max Brown, who filled in admirably. You could tell he was young. The inexperience going out there. Billy Napier having to call timeouts. Billy Napier having to get him to the sideline, tell him to keep the play clock in mind. But the plays themselves, Max Brown made some plays. Max Brown made some play, kept Florida in it. His legs are certainly a weapon. We talked about that all the way in the spring. When who would be the backup quarterback, him or Jack Miller? I think we see why Max Brown's the backup quarterback and certainly gives Florida a chance next week versus FSU. And the backup, the backup game. Gabe said Gators made him earn it tonight. Yeah, they certainly did. LeVar Anderson brings up a good point. The offense has to close the game out with five minutes left. You needed a touchdown, not field goal. Yeah, I'll go through, especially a lot of the second half, kind of drive-by-drive drive just a bit here in a, in a minute. But, yeah, you certainly did not want to settle for a field goal. Certainly, ETN's got to know to stay in bounds right there. I'm mean, Look, I don't want to put that all on him. I'm, I'm not. But I'm just saying, in that situation, you just you got to know. You, you, you got to know. You got to help out your defense whenever you can. But at the same time, you know, it was a third down handoff. It was third and 12, I believe. So I was, yeah, me, I would have loved to be conservative there. Maybe toss the easy one-on-one ball in the end zone. Let Max Brown give his receiver to the only chance to catch it. If not, then you settle for the field goal. Uh, but it certainly did a third and 12. You're settling for a field goal there. And with this defense, with that time left, now don't get me wrong, I'm sure Billy Napier didn't think that much time would be left on the clock calling that play and then and ETN not going out of bounds. Clock kept roll or um, went out of bounds. Clock stopped. And, of course, Missouri has enough time to go kick a field goal. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Billy Napier's decision on third and 12 compounded the issue when ETN decided to run out of bounds. Oh. All right. See some more comments here. A lot of them the same. I'll try and come back to some of them. Let's go a little bit of a summary of the game. We'll look at some stats. Let me uh, get those pulled up here, of course, as well. But uh, look, I'm sure I'm look, I I get it. (laughs) I'm I'm mad in some ways, too. I see uh, a lot of anger out there. And if that's your reaction, I do not blame you. If sadness is your reaction, I do not blame you. I'm still kind of stunned from it all, uh, just the way it it played out. I think uh, the mixed emotions are absolutely fine in Gator Nation right now. All right, let me get the stats pulled up for everybody. 
All right. Let's take a look at the stats. 500 yards for the Gators. 508 for Missouri. For the Gators, 261 rushing yards. It gets a pretty good rush defense in Missouri. 177 rushing yards for Missouri. Very surprising, kind of coming into this game to talk all week, of course, with stopping Schrader for Missouri to Florida outrushes Missouri, 261 to 177. If you had given me that stat before the game, I'd have said Florida probably maybe even double-digit win, 261 to 177. And then unfortunately did not play out that way. Florida 6.5 yards of rush, two rushing touchdowns. Florida gained 289 yards in rushing, lost 28. Gained 239 yards passing, 18 of 26 between the both quarterbacks. 69% completion percentage there for the Gators. Nice. 57% completion for Missouri. They went 20 of 35. We'll get into the quarterback stats there. Florida 13.3 per completion. Missouri 16.6 yards after the catch. And we'll get into that a bit too. But the explosives from Missouri making a big difference. Guys, look at that. 228 yards after the catch for Missouri compared to Florida's 152. Florida with two passing touchdowns. Missouri with one. Florida 23 first downs. Missouri 20. Rushing first downs for the Gators, 10. Passing first downs for the Gators, 10. Average yards per play were equal. They were dead equal. 7.6 yards per play for both teams. Florida rushed the ball 40 times, passed the ball 26 times. Like I said, if you had given me the stat, Florida rushes for 261. It's a 40 to 26 run pass ratio. I would have been hard-pressed to not pick Florida to win this game. And probably one of the and, and, and the biggest stat, just looking at it, Florida red zone attempts, three of four. Missouri, five of five. Three of four for Florida was the fumble between Max Brown and Montreal Johnson. Comes in, of course, green, not playing many games. Big mistake. Florida 17 red zone points. You would have loved for that to be in at least 20. Florida could at least maybe kick the field goal instead of the fumble there. May win this game. Florida 5 of 11 on third downs. Third down offense still a big issue. Florida in the first half averaged third down in 11 and a half yards. The penalties crept up for Florida. 9 for 47. Most of those in the first half. Inexcusable time for that backup in their own territory in the first half, made even worse by some penalties. The defense was actually getting stops in the first half. And look, we talked about this on Monday on Gators Breakdown. I'm not trying to attack the offense here. You gain 500 yards. Okay, that should be enough to win. But at the same time, if you're going to do the unthinkable, if you're going to pull the upset, the defense actually gave you opportunities in the first half, and the Florida offense did nothing. Seven points in the first half. You had back-to-back drives. I think three out of four drives, maybe, off the top of my head, where the defense actually did some things, and the Florida offense couldn't capitalize. One more time. Not trying to attack the offense, but you had your opportunities. Like I said, all that didn't matter. You had your chances at the end. Erase all that stuff, too. But if we're looking for ways Florida could have won this game, it was there. 
It was there. Your defense did give you a sliver of opportunity in the first half. Uh, yeah, fumbles lost one for Florida. There had the interception two from Mertz to Boardingham. The pass was high, tipped. Missouri intercepts the ball. Let's see defense comparison. Let's see tackles for loss. Florida had three. Missouri had seven. That totaled 32 yards for loss for the Missouri defense, only seven for Florida. Uh, Of course, you love the tackles for loss, the pass breakups, the quarterback hurries, the sacks. I mean, Florida had those pass breakups on that very last drive, uh, but the quarterback hurries and the sacks were nowhere to be found. Florida had one sack in this game. Would have been able to have one more. One more on a fourth and 17. You got to make a play. Got really conservative, rushing three. Nothing. That's what's going to happen. Unfortunate there. All right, let's go uh, game comparison as well. As I said, time of possession, Florida 33-10, 26-50 for Missouri. Florida had two turnovers. That was 10 points for Missouri. Big difference in the game there. Graham Mertz, let's go to the single stats here. Graham Mertz, 14 of 21, 183 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. Credit to the guy for giving it his all. A little shaky start, had some passes go high or low or behind. Was taking hits, some late hits that probably should have been called. Missouri got a ticky-tack. Roughing the passer for them. Graham Mertz is... Hits were probably even later, even more egregious. No calls on the Florida side. Now, don't get me wrong. The referees helped Florida out some in this game as well. But comparing quarterbacks and what hurt Florida on one part and talking about Graham Mertz here, tough. Took some hits. And then the one he gets, hurts on, gets hurt on, Swagadelic and the Gators Breakdown Plus Discord, calling Mertz bow, but looks like number 15 running out there, running through Missouri defenders. Plays one more play. It was a called run play, and then Mertz comes running off the field. They tell him to go down. He's grabbing his shoulder, grabbing his collarbone. We find out after the game, Billy Napier says it is his collarbone. Graham Mertz injured there. Max Brown comes in, goes four or five, 56 yards. And, of course, let's go to rushing, make some plays with his legs as well. Seven attempts, 42 yards. There was a sack in there, too, to take some of that away. Montreal Johnson, 12 attempts. 85 yards, 7.1 yard average. Trevor Etienne, 15 attempts, 82 yards. Explosive. Gets a touchdown out of it as well. Five and a half yards to carry. Ricky Pearsall, one for one for a hundred ah, one attempt, 39 yards, one touchdown. Beautiful vision. Beautiful cutback for Ricky Pearsall to touchdown for the Gators. Gators go for 261 on the ground. Trey Wilson, seven catches, 23 yards, one touchdown, the opening touchdown of the game. Targeted nine times. Khalil Jackson with two huge catches for Florida. One on a fourth down, one a big-time contested catch where he goes up, helps Max Brown his quarterback out. Four catches, 52 yards. Ricky Pearsall, only two catches, 72 yards. We'll have about, oh, man, I forget off the top of my head. 
maybe around 50 yards next week he needs for 1,000 yards on the season. ETN, of course, two catches, 37 yards, one touchdown. He catches the ball over the middle, scampers for a touchdown. Montreux Johnson also would have won. Six receivers caught a ball, 239 yards. The long being 61 to Ricky Pearsall early in the game as well. Brady Cook from Missouri goes 20 of 34, 331 yards, one touchdown. Cody Schrader, 23 attempts, 148 yards, 6.4 yards. Didn't run all completely over Florida, but Brady Cook, you know, goes for 331. Um, Schrader didn't need to. He was pretty much all of Missouri's rushing yards. And then Missouri receiving Luther Burden. Nine for 158, big second half, had a 48-yard reception, targeted 14 times, 113 yards after catch. And then another one, you get down to the bottom, Weiss for Missouri, one catch for 77 yards, one touchdown. Somehow, catches the ball on the sideline, stays in bounds, Gators missing tackles, Jason Marshall getting blocked, held, not fighting through it. I don't know how in the world that catch turned into a 77-yard touchdown. It's the explosives that are absolutely killing Florida's defense again. Missouri had a 42-yard touchdown, the 77-yard touchdown, and the 42-yarder was a third and one. Add a 34-yarder on a third and seven to the explosives as well. So they go for touchdowns. They happen on third down. Besides the 77-yard passing touchdown, Missouri had another explosive on third and nine for 48. And then, of course, the 27-yarder on fourth and 17 at the end of the game. That was a dagger for Florida's defense. Unbelievable. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You know, Jordan Castell, I think uh, coming up, I saw that in the, in the in the comments too from JB. Certainly is um, struggling as well uh, at, at you know at, at times struggling more now than he did earlier in the year. I'm sure teams have got some tape on him, to find out what he's struggling in, but also you know terrible angles in position to make a tackle down the field, but it lets t- turns it into a bigger play by not making the play.
But all it look, it really didn't matter how the game played out. I, I will point out ways Florida could have won this game. Of course, could have done better in the first half on offense. Couldn't go, didn't need to go into the locker room with se- with seven points. But it really didn't matter in the end. You had your chance, and it's fourth and seventeen, guys. I mean, at that point, it doesn't matter the youth. Doesn't matter. It might matter the youth on the sideline because I don't know why in the world you call that type of coverage. But plays throughout the game, maybe Florida wouldn't have been in that situation. Definitely a couple ways of looking at it. Definitely a couple ways of looking at it. Doesn't make it any easier. All right, we'll get back to some of your comments and go through the game a little bit as well. Went through a lot of it, kind of going through the stats there. They go hand in hand. But of course, a lot more to look at, a lot more to share with you guys. But hey, before we do, when your money's on the line, choose a trusted sports book that gives you the tools to win like my bookie. Got some NFL. Actions is still bet on as this college football season winds down. Rivalry week next week. If you want to get in on the action, do it at my bookie. And it doesn't matter if your team is up or down. You can easily cash out or bet the game live to come out on the winning side. Use my bookie for daily odds boost, same game parlays, and take advantage of huge prize pool contests. Plus, my bookie has a no strings attached cash bonus that lets you deposit and withdraw quick. Just use promo code Gators on your first deposit and receive up to $200 in cash. That's promo code Gators to claim your own cash bonus now. And try the my bookie money bag to have a potential Super Bowl front runner at long shot odds. We got the Eagles and Chiefs on Monday night. If you want to get in on that as well, so bet anything, anytime, anywhere, only at my bookie. Thanks to my bookie. Hope you guys are using them for uh, maybe make this football season a little funner. <laughs> um, to maybe make you feel a little bit better. Hopefully, you're winning some money out there. Uh, but of course, um, credit to this, like I said, uh, the injuries there, Florida's having to fight through some injuries there at the same time while, while being a young team. Uh, Barber was out. We knew that coming into the game. Limited Scooby, who I did not see him out there. Then Damian George goes down, and of course, the big one, Grammers, goes down as well. Um, hey, man, I'm a big fan of what I saw from, from Max Brown. Credit to him for mostly being ready. Now, you know, it... <clears throat> It's hard to weigh some of those issues that we saw with him not being in tune with the playcock. <sighs> if it wasn't for all the other issues we had seen in this game and all the other ones we have seen throughout the year, I think most of us would overlook that. We know the margin for error is thin with this team. It's hard to put so much on Max Brown in those situations. On Billy Napier in those situations, I mean, Napier's got to call the timeout, get him on the sideline, remind him of the play clock. The play clock. But man, you'd like to have some of those, you know, timeouts there. It didn't really factor in all that much. You would like to actually eat more clock there at the end of the game. Um, but him taking over for. Graham Burns, and I'm eager to see, you know, he played a lot in this game. How much film did he put on there? How much will Florida can build a game plan around him for next week? It's going to be a big, big 
topic of this week. Uh, but for so far, I think um, pretty much got to like what you saw from Max Brown. Didn't the moment didn't look too big? The moment did not look on the road, hostile environment. Missouri, number nine ranked team in the country. Their their fan base is going crazy. Credit to him for you know keeping Florida in the game and making some plays, making some plays. Uh, I'm going to go quickly through the game here, and then I'll get back to your comments. Started the game off, held Missouri to a field goal. Missouri averaged 6.8 yards a rush on that first drive. Uh, went 70 yards, held them to a field goal, and then Florida takes the lead. Another masterful first drive of the game for Billy Napier. Big, I mean, Ricky Pearsall, a 61-yard catch makes it a whole lot easier. And then Mertz finds Wilson for an 8-yard touchdown. The plays were in rhythm. Mertz was getting the ball out. The offensive line, the rhythm wasn't much there the rest of the first half. Uh, but then, like I said, Missouri gets the ball. They go three and out. And then Florida takes over their own 16. Marcus Burke called for a false start. And then a delay a game. Makes it third and 18. You had a chance. You had a chance maybe to go up 10-3, 14-3. Those are the little things I'm talking about when if you're going to get the upset, take advantage where, where and when you can. Couldn't do it. Gators kind of shoot themselves in the foot, put the ball back to Missouri. Then Missouri gets a third and a third nine after a first down. Up pass falls incomplete. Gators force a punt, get the ball back. On your own 11 this time, start the drive with a false start on George. Now it's first and 15. Of course, it's going to get conservative there. Got a third and nine, ball was thrown out of bounds. So, of course, another defensive stop, another failed offensive drive. This couldn't take advantage. Well, then, finally, Missouri, of course, is going to break through. 41-yard touchdown run for Schrader. 10-7 Missouri at that point. Uh, let's go down further. Missouri's next drive, they punt. You know, Florida had to punt. Missouri punts. Gators take over at their own 20, 621 left. The Mertz RPO pass was high, incomplete. You get a pass interference. Third and 14, Gators get a defensive holding on Missouri. Another first down, but then the drive ends with the pick. More Mertz going for Boardingham. Throw goes high. So, got another drive back. You were actually driving. Missouri was helping you out a little bit. And throw an interception. Mercer's third for the year. Then you get a third and seven on defense. Schrader goes for 34. Gators catch a break. Third and one. Brady Cook gets the snap. It's low. His knee is on the ground. It was going to be a big play for Missouri. Missouri takes a 13-7 lead after a field goal. So Florida had to burn two timeouts already in the first half. Take over at their own 25, 121 left in the first half. First play was a loss of three on a swing pass to Wilson. Then second and 13, Johnson gains 18. Then a reception for 12 to the Missouri 48. 26 seconds left. Missouri gets pressure. Mertz is called for intentional grounding. We've seen that storyline throughout this year. All the way back at the Florida 40. So you're taking out of field goal range pretty much, you know, trying to play for field goal range there. 
Couldn't take advantage. 13-7 Missouri at halftime. Florida's first drive of the game went for 80 yards when they scored the touchdown, 73 the rest of the first half. Penalties were killing Florida. Killing those drives when the defense gave them some chances. So then we go to the second half and fireworks galore. Both teams just start punching and counterpunching. ETN goes for 30 out of the gate. Mertz searches for Wilson for a first down, and then Damian George goes down. Lindell Hudson comes in at right tackle. Waits is now at left tackle. Then you get a hold on Richie Leonard. That erases the ETN run. Didn't really matter. Mertz rolls right. Find ETN toward the middle of the field. 37-yard touchdown. Gators take a lead, 14-13. Some great plays by Mertz that drive. Then Missouri gets the ball, gets a first down. Burden makes his first big play of the game. An inexcusable tackle attempt by Castell down the field. That play goes for 38. Another big one for 15 as Wingo misses a tackle. He gets injured on that play. First and goal, you get Missouri to third and goal. Turns into a cook rushing touchdown, 20 to 14. Just couldn't keep the momentum up. Come out of the gates. Florida's third quarter offense has been pretty bad this year. Coming out of the gates when they get the ball first, hasn't been great. Finally got a score here. The defense couldn't respond. You know, just it was hard for Florida to build momentum in this game when. And I'm talking about the momentum that could have actually built a lead for Florida. Just couldn't have back-to-back drives from both sides of the ball. And then Florida's offense back on the field. ETN is still in. Kind of a nice change. I know the running joke out there was, hey, ETN had a good drive. We won't see him for a little while. Well, ETN was back in that next drive. You had to play action because, look, he was the focal point of that drive before Play action, Hanson picks up 38 yards. Then you had the 39-yard touchdown run to Pearsall in that drive. I mean, like I said, nice vision, nice cut, nice call. 21-20 Gators. Then Missouri gets to a third and nine on their own 37. Burden has a catch and run, runs over Miguel Mitchell, breaks a tackle for 48 yards. I mean, Burden just comes alive in the second half. Roughing the passer on that same play. Gets the ball all the way down to the Florida 8. And then Missouri had a couple of touchdowns. Ineligible receiver. One on a tip pass. They called it. That was later called incomplete. Sets up a third and goal from the Florida 13. Cook runs for six. Gets Missouri a field goal. They take the lead back 23-21. Florida starts the next drive on their own 25. First down incomplete. Gets to a third and five of their own 30. And then this is the play. Third and five on 30. Are we sure that wasn't Tim Tebow out there? Next play, Mertz runs over. Converts to third and five. But then, of course, comes out hurt. And then Max Brown comes in. Completes his first pass. Sets up a third and one. And a big Johnson run for 26 yards. Gators driving again. Second and seven turns into second and 12 at the 21 after a false start on Slaughter. Then have to waste a timeout. Brown doesn't realize the clock was running down. Napier gets on him, coming back to the sideline. Next play, Brown scrambles and slides. Florida's in scoring position. Missouri's call for a late hit. A couple plays later, it's a mishandled handoff. Falls to the ground. Missouri picks up at the 19. 
So we get to the fourth quarter, and I had to point this out. I had to go back and look at it. Missouri is the fourth best offense in the country in the fourth quarter. Coming into the game, they were averaging 11 points in the quarter for the season. That gave them the fourth best offense in the fourth quarter. And then that play, of course, stat kind of leads to the 77-yarder down the sideline for Missouri. Castell trying to make a play, should have stayed with the receiver. Theo Weiss, no one can tackle him. Linebackers are just falling at his feet. Dive, can't get to him. No one fights through blocks. Maybe a partial hold on Marshall, but come on, you got to make a play. You got to make a play in that situation. You should not be tiptoeing the sideline for 77 yards. 30 to 21 Missouri at that point. Most thought the game was over. Well, it wasn't. Florida fights back and ends up taking the lead. And this is after Brown was sacked on third down. Third and 16 from the own 19 are the Gators. Leads to a fourth and four, going for it on own 31. Brown finds Khalil Jackson for five. And then Jackson with the big contested catch for 27 yards. Florida's driving. Brown has a keeper. That's something we'll see more, of course, with him. And great calling. You know, I'd like to see his legs probably a little more, but hard to complain with what the offense did at this point because they started putting some touchdowns on the board. ETN for 13, and then a nine-yard touchdown run for him. Missouri gets the ball. They were facing a third and five, an easy pickup for Missouri. Seven minutes left at their own 36, but Princely gets a sack, force a punt. Gators going to score a touchdown or a field goal, make it 31-30. Take, you had good field position. It was a bad punt by Missouri. You take over at your own 40. You had to take advantage. ETN with an 11-yard run, and it was third and three. Max Brown for 27 yards down to the Missouri 17. But then it was third and 12. Long stretch handoff that barely got the ETN. Runs out of bounds. Field goal for Florida, 31-30, 1.36 left. Should have been about a minute left. Then, of course, Missouri, you had them third and eight. They convert for 13. False start next play, third and 17. You know, later on, my bad, had a, there was a false start. They got the third and 17, stopped them. Fourth and 17, Burden somehow gets open. 27 yards over the middle. Two more completions, take it down to the 18. No pressure, wide open receivers. And Mavis from Missouri makes the field goal. 33-31, Missouri. So that's how it played out. Had the chances. Had the chance. All you could ask for really in this game, I mean, you lay out that scenario. We all would have taken it. Then you just got to rely on your team to make a play. Didn't make a play. Take a look at the uh, stats for there for the Gators on defense. Mitchell with seven tackles, sat with five, Castell four, Thornton four. Uh, we love Castell to probably have at least one more uh, there, of course. Uh, Miguel Mitchell, three tackles. We'd love for him to have one more. Uh, Cam Jackson, three tackles. Had the one big, nice tackle 
for loss on a big run play for Missouri uh, or big run play for the Gator defense. Uh, but uh, Taraja Mitchell leading the way, seven tackles. All right. We'll see. We'll see if I go back to the stats. I'll get some of your comments before we wrap it up here. Uh, James Busby yeah, brings up a good point. Missed opportunity, defense constantly out of position, secondary weak, tackling issues prominent. Yeah, but I mean, the one big run by Schrader, Taraja Mitchell is just either out of position at the snap or filling the wrong gap. Um, but yeah, that was um, certainly uh, another issue there too. I mean, of course... That's where the balance of the youth, the youth comes in, and but he's not. You know, he's a transfer that Florida brought in with plenty of experience from Ohio State. Not making a play. Chad brings up a good point. Billy's got to get the play called quicker from the sideline. A few of those delay of games were because he was holding the huddle too long on the sideline out of a break. Yeah, uh, I'd like to probably see more of that. The certainly uh, difficult on some of the broadcasts to see that, and as much as I'm trying to interact on Twitter and, and the Gators right now plus Discord. Uh, so if that's an issue, certainly now, especially with Max Brown taking over um, and given his issues with the play clock right now, it's probably going to be a little easier in the swamp next week compared to road game at Missouri, but certainly something to keep an eye on there. Brian Fawcett, we got some dogs coming in on the defensive line and linebacker room, right? Uh, linebacker room, yes, but I mean, okay, we're going to have to play those guys next year and then have to excuse it for youth once again? No. You know, hopefully those guys come in and fit right away and can earn some playing time. But we're really going to be banking on young linebackers again? I mean, we're not really banking on young linebackers now, except for Jaden Robinson. But you brought in Manny Nunnery to Roger Mitchell. You know, Scooby was um, unavailable for most of the week, so you had to go down to those two guys. But, you know, Mitchell, seven tackles. Derek Wingo is out there. He got hurt a little bit. I mean, it's not like we're playing youth at linebacker now. May have to turn to those guys next year, but then, okay, then if it doesn't, if the defense doesn't improve, it's once again, Mr. Transfer Portal is going to be an option once again uh, at the linebacker spot for the Gators. Defensive line, um, you know, you got some young guys now, uh, Collins and Searcy uh, playing a good bit. Hopefully their experience pays off next year. Hopefully it pays off next week too in the season finale to get bowl eligible. It gets a backup quarterback. But defensive tackle, of course, still a worry if you're talking about guys that are coming in. All right, let's see. I will try. I don't want to go through uh, here toward the bottom and have long breaks of silence. Of course, that can come through to try to read some comments, comments before I put them up there. Uh, Jay Slug, um, I, hate the, I hate we took the L, but proud of the fight. Let's see. 
I don't know how in the world Mizzou should have won that game by 28. I don't, I don't necessarily get that fault, but okay. Uh, I think stats showed that it was a pretty evenly fault game. I don't know at one point that they ever should have. I didn't feel like they should have ran away with it. And I'm pretty honest and truthful about this Gator team, I think. Never felt Missouri, I, I, if anything, like I said, Florida got some stops in the first half. I can kind of say the same thing for Florida if I really wanted to. Johnny, I can't go that far. I think if Max Brown played more, we would not be five and six. I think that's some backup quarterback love that a lot of Gator Nation throughout the years have had for some reason. I mean, I know Kyle Trask and all that, but I think that gets kind of exacerbated a little bit too much. But for the most part, Graham Mertz has played well. Um, I can't say it's it's much with this defense. I I, I can't say that. JC, if you missed it earlier, uh, I'll try and pull it up. The exact quote from Billy Napier on Graham Mertz, but it was definitely a collarbone. Uh, let's see if I can find it. If you guys are joining in late. Uh, non-displaced fracture to his collarbone. So there we go. Unfortunate for him not being able to play in the finale. I mean, look, tough as nails. Graham Mertz. Clayton, if you want to talk, uh, we're going to talk about how we're losing all of our top recruits. Because uh, the coaching ineptitude, I mean, I've been talking about recruiting all week. <laughs> so it, it's, it's been talked about. All right, let's see. Clayton, I think you got some revisionist history here. Mullen was a great coach, and we got better every year. Uh, I, I guess you forget 2021 and an inexcusable 2020. Um, so, no, didn't really get better every year. Now, certainly, I do agree with you. He didn't recruit, and he did give up. But I can't sit here and say Florida got better every year. All right, let's go. Guys, one more time. Thanks for joining. I know it's tough. I know it's rough. Another loss for Florida. All right. All right, trying to go through, not repeat some of these uh, comments here. Offensive line, um, yeah, I, I, I'm going to bring that up. Um, settle down a little bit in the second half. I think Max Brown does help him there a little bit. His mobility will probably be a plus for them. Um, George going down, of course. We'll see how far to adjust. Of course, it looks like it's going to be Hudson. There you go. Here's another thing. You can't afford another injury at tackle. I mean, Barber hopefully is back. Next week, so you get some of that depth back. Uh, but with Hudson there now, you know, you'll, you'll put him in to the rotation. But certainly, Florida's had to go down 
the depth chart at the offensive tackle spot. Hi, Q Lee. I know you're frustrated here, but mostly I know I, I truly don't believe a lot of y'all know what you've witnessed. This was Frank versus Trask situation all over again. And as soon as 76 got out, no more false starts from holding. Um, offensive line. Okay. I can see some of that. Maybe I don't know if you're trying to talk Mertz and Brown for Franks and Trask. I certainly won't believe that you won't be able to talk me into that one. Um, Napier's proven he'll play young guys. Oh, I've seen some of these comments. Oh, must champ firing was idiotic. Really? And I hope you're if you're talking about Florida, that's kind of weird. Okay. But Florida now five and six on the season. Certainly means it's going to be the third straight season with at least six losses for Florida. Finished those seasons six and, and seven, but those regular seasons were six and six. So look, at this moment, we will take a six and six finish because that means you beat Florida State next week. And man, how has that changed? With the quarterback storylines now. Eager to see the type of game plan this team builds for next week. Let's see if I can. Let's see if I can pull up. Oh, maybe what some of Billy Napier said. Um, Napier says on the 4th and 17th, when we know this, Florida was in zone, didn't move in on burden. It was a breakdown. Napier acknowledges, and Florida's players are kicking themselves for it. I know that's not going to make us any feel any better. <laughs> um, not a whole lot of updates from the presser here. Apparently, Missouri's media setup there is pretty bad. Well, whether the injury will keep Mertz out next week, Billy Napier, look, it doesn't look good, um, if you ask me right now. But he goes, we'll see. I'll let you know Monday. I don't want to speak on something when I don't have 100% of the facts. I just know that he's unav- I just know that he's unavailable. We think it's pretty, we think it's a pretty significant injury. I can give you more specific timeline Monday. Give Max some credit. Max settled in there a little bit, made a few plays. Obviously, he's a good athlete. We were able to use his legs a little bit in the read game. He made some throws as well. Max has worked hard. I can't talk enough about how much improvement since the first day he got there. He's a competitor. I think ultimately he showed that. Oh, Missouri's late fourth down conversion. We were in weak rotation. We got multiple players in the area, and we've got four rushing, and he found a soft spot in the zone there. Those are things we'll look about. We'll look back at a number of plays in this game, and we'll say we should have done a little bit better. We had our opportunities for sure. Um, on the team's mood following Mertz's exit, first off, what a play. What a competitor. If Gator Nation doesn't respect Graham Mertz, 
okay, after watching him compete this year, then we've got a problem. This kid has been everything you would want from a teammate, an example leader, work ethic, motivator, game day, just puts it on the line. That play in particular was a pretty special play. Did you see our sideline when that happened? I'm having to get them off the field. Again, you can't compliment the kids enough. Didn't tuck their tails and run away. Nobody ran and hid. Let's put the back up in and let's go. Ultimately, we found a way to generate two more possessions, 10 more points after that. That's what I'm getting at. I know the scoreboard, our record is not what we all know Florida football should be, but I know what's in there, and I think they've shown that pretty consistently. Got to believe there's some good comes from it, but right now we got a bunch of kids that are hurting, hurting in there. There's a lot of guys who played their butt off out there tonight. On the message to the defense, after coming up short, that's what you're doing. Ultimately, you're coaching a bunch of guys that had zero experience prior to this year. That's what it is. I think we're teaching football while competing at a high level. I just think you've got to continue to compete. I mean, ultimately, we know that what the issues are. I mean, whether it's communication, alignment, eye discipline, fundamentals, you know, we know what the issues are. We just ultimately got a bunch of guys out there that are playing college football. It's the first time they've done it. So we're not going to give them excuses, right? We're going to keep coaching them hard. We're going to Keep giving them feedback. We have to take all ownership of this. It's my leadership. It's my organization in terms of everything that we do. It's our defensive staff and each position coach. I mean, everybody contributes to what we see out there. I know we're all quick to zero in on very specific things, but I think it's what makes it a great game. It requires a team effort to play. Um... There we go. We got some uh, got some quotes from Max Brown. If you guys are interested, and then we'll probably sign off right here. Uh, on the mindset of him after Graham Mertz's injury, Graham's a warrior, so just being behind him and seeing that practice, following him around and seeing him compete, I think that really made me keep that one play mentality and just always being ready for it. I think he's done a great job and been a great leader throughout our whole season. So I think he's really helped me prepare for this moment. Uh, on his emotions. You're one play away. You're always one play away. You've got to stay ready. You've got to be ready. So just being able to actually feel it, take a deep breath and say, let's go out here and ball. That was the mentality. On building confidence heading into next week, it builds confidence. I think going out there, getting any type of reps is going to go out there and going out there and playing actual football. It gives you confidence. Going out there, playing is just football at the end of the day. Uh, on bouncing back after the turnover, my team did a great job having my back. The defense was coming over to me and telling me, we got your back. We're ready to go. We're going to give you the ball right back. So I think that ended up giving me confidence to go out there and perform. It did a great job of being able to give me opportunities to go into the game and make plays. Let's see. On the fourth quarter fumble, he says that's 100% on me. i got to be better mechanically. i got to be able to extend the ball and be able to not put the ball in jeopardy, so that's 100% on me. On his fourth down conversion pass, being able to have faith in your receivers, I think that's big, especially on fourth down. When you look out there and you're like, who am I going to throw it to? I've got faith in all the guys out there, and that's a big breath of fresh air. Like I can throw it to all the guys out there. I think being able to pick from any of the four out there, calm me down and allow me to deliver. And on his mentality and what he learned about himself, Max Brown says, I think I have to give a lot of credit to my family to be able to give me the confidence to have that one play mentality. 
My dad is always texting me before the game. You're one play away. It's one thing to know it, but it's another to actually be ready for it. I think going into each week, you prepare as a starter, so I don't think it really changes much. All right. There we go. There are thoughts from Billy Napier after the game and from quarterback that we'll probably see next week versus Florida State, Max Brown. All right, guys. About an hour here, this instant reaction, going through the game, high points, low points. The low point that matters, or the only point that matters is, unfortunately, Florida loses again. This time, 33-31 to Missouri, 5-6 and six on the season, 3-5 and five in conference play. And now, Georgia, Arkansas, LSU, and now Missouri, four straight losses for the Gators, heading into the season finale next week versus Florida State. Be a crazy week with Thanksgiving and all that stuff, heading into the game. We'll have you covered right here on Gators Breakdown. Will and I will get together back on Monday. We'll take a look at this. Take a look forward as well to the game versus Florida State. But unfortunately, had to talk about another loss here. 33-31 Missouri over Florida. That'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on social media at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thank you for joining me on this episode of Gators Breakdown.